Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hey friends and welcome to the happy hour. My name is Jamie Ivy and I am your host every single week and I am so glad you're here. If this is your first time, I want to let you know that the happy hour podcast is just what it sounds like actually. It is two women chatting about life. As we're chatting, we talk about big things, small things, frivolous things, deep things. We go everywhere the exact same way that your conversation would go with your girlfriend. If you're having coffee in the morning, you would talk about everything and so that's what the happy hour is. Today, my guest is Meredith Turing, and she is a 24-year-old amazing woman that lives in China right now and has done amazing things in her life, more than some of us will do in our lifetime. She has a great story to share with us about her parents, how they adopted her youngest sister. You're just going to love our conversations today. We talk about her life in China, how she got there, how her parents adopted her youngest sister. We talk about her trip last summer with Noonday Collection and IJM to Rwanda. And we chat about the books that we're reading. You're going to love it. So sit back and relax and listen to us. I want to say thank you to Trina Lee. Trina has been communicating with me on Twitter this past week, and it's been so fun. Literally, it seems like after she must have binge listened to all the podcasts because Trina, after you would listen, you would immediately send me a tweet. And I literally loved it. I was like, oh, she likes it. I would love to hear from you while you're listening. Just not while you're driving, but while you're listening, send me a tweet. Answer the questions that I sometimes randomly ask during the show. My Twitter address is at Jamie underscore Ivy, and that's I-V-E-Y. I wish it was just at Jamie Ivy, but somebody has it, and I don't know how to get it. Whatever. I also love Instagram. Find me over there. It's just at Jamie Ivy. I want to say thank you to someone who left a comment over on iTunes. Comments and ratings on iTunes really help people find the show, so I super appreciate it when you do it. It's super easy to find. Just go to iTunes, type in Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, and there I am. And then you can subscribe, and you get this show every week in your inbox or however you get your music. Uh, let's see. Someone left a comment and they said, love the book ideas. Love the way some of the interview questions are about life and not only the person's current hot topic. Can you dig up some parents of older kids and teens? We have kids ages 11 to 19. Let me tell you, you're going to like my next two guests. I have Trisha Davis, who her oldest son is graduating this year. She's coming up soon. Jessica Thompson, who has kids in high school. She'll be coming on soon. So I'll be sure and talk with them about some stuff that you would love. Also, an upcoming guest is Shauna Nequist, and she doesn't have older kids, but she is someone that I have been looking forward to chatting with for a long time because I'm a huge fan of her work. All right, guys, you're going to love Meredith. Here's our chat that we had um, before she stepped on a plane to go to India. I know. What a life. It's amazing. Um, there's a giveaway. I didn't even know I was going to give something away until I was chatting with my friend over at Noonday, and I have something special for you. So listen to the end of the show, and I'll tell you what you can get. Guys, I hope you have a great day. Here's Meredith. This is really exciting. Thanks for coming on the happy hour. Of course. Of course. This what is so fun. What time is it where you are? It is 9.55 p.m. Okay. So not too bad. No, I think it's 13 hours from Central. Okay. So yes, not terrible. It's, it's almost 9 a.m. here. Okay. Yeah. I'm Yay. finishing my day and you're starting yours. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> I was just in Uganda a couple weeks ago and that's probably the furthest I've been away from home. And that okay. was so weird for me. Like I would be getting up in the morning and everyone would be finished. It was just time, yeah. time, um, what's it called? Time change? No, time zones are yes. so, they perplex my brain. I cannot even understand oh, it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like I'm constantly calculating like what time it is where so-and-so is and where my family is. And I just am constantly like doing math back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not good at the math. So I'm just like, where's my phone? That's the only way I can look at it. Like, where's my world clock? Yes, exactly. The world clock app. It's the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Meredith, tell everybody, give us the short elevator pitch of who you are. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. Right? That's hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm Meredith and I live in China 
currently. And I am 24, and I am the international director of Morningstar Foundation, which is an orphanage um, foster, basically a special needs foster home for kids with complex cardiac conditions. Okay. And then we also have a bunch of orphan prevention programs um, that we do in Uganda and India and China. Um, And so I'm actually headed to India tonight to kind of take over and talk with some of our surgeons there. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of the stuff for our China home and then I'm moving into more of the overall international role. So, Oh my gosh. Can I just say, I know you hear this all the time, but you are doing more already in your lifetime than some will do in their entire lifetime. Oh, well, you're very sweet. (laughs) I am just like, Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Okay. So I want to know all things about Meredith and I have three specific things that I want to talk to you today about, and I hope I get to all of them. But first, how did you get to China? I mean, how did this all go down in your life? Did you go to college or did you go straight out of high school? What did this look like for you? Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy, it's a crazy story and I will give you the brief bones of it because I feel like I could talk forever about it. Um, so my parents adopted, um, my sister Erica when I was 16 from China and she was eight months old when we brought her home. And so I got to travel with them for that trip. And that was kind of when I, that's the first time I went to China. I really just fell in love with it. Um, and knew that that's kind of the direction that I wanted my life to take. Um, I always had been involved in orphan care and, um, loved that. I have two brothers adopted from Far East Russia. Um, and so that was always a part of my family's story. But when we went for Erica, I just loved China. Um, so during college, I did go to college. I graduated almost two years ago. Um, I got a degree in international nonprofit management, essentially. Um, where'd you go to school? I went to Samford University Stanford. in Birmingham, Alabama, okay. not Stanford, like no. most people like to confuse to do, it with. <laughs> we used to do tons of stuff with Student Life, and there were okay. always so many people coming through Student Life from Samford, so I know where Samford is. I love that. Yes. So great. But okay, yeah. so graduated college. Graduated college. Um, I actually moved to Iraq right after graduation and worked with a nonprofit there, um, and then I kind of transitioned to China. Um, but while I was in college, I went to intern at a foster home here in China, just right outside of Beijing, kind of close to where I am now. Um, but while I was there, I did one-on-one care for a little girl that we ended up adopting, um, kind of in a crazy God story kind of way. I fell head over heels in love with her. She had a really, really serious heart condition, um, and wasn't supposed to survive. And so my parents ended up bringing her home. And now she's my five-year-old little sister and she's doing incredibly well. She's had two open heart surgeries and, um, she'll need a transplant in a few years, but she's doing really, really well. And she kind of, um, she was kind of the catalyst for everything that my life has basically for the path my life has taken since then. Um, so her heart kind of spurred me in this direction. And so now I work with heart babies and just love them. I think they're the best. Um, okay. So I also want to point out that your life was changed by your parents' obedience to what they were supposed to be doing with adopting your other sister, Erica, right? Yes. I mean, that's what opened your eyes to China your first time, and then you fell in love. Yeah, definitely. So how old were you when you, not that trip that you took with your parents, but when you first went overseas to work, like an internship or summer or whatever, for the first time without your parents? Oh man. Um, so my dad is an airline captain for American airlines. And so I was, I started flying alone when I was like seven. Wait, Um, you started flying alone when you were seven? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I need some advice right now because one of our kids is supposed to go meet Aaron someplace this summer. Mm -hmm. He's 11. So now that you're saying you flew by yourself when you were seven makes me think he's fully capable, (laughs) but that makes me so nervous. Yeah, I totally understand that. I do. Um, and I feel like airports today are different than they were 16 years ago when I was a seven year old, you know? Yeah. I flew by myself Um, when I was young one time as well. My parents sent me on a plane to California to visit my grandparents. And so I don't know. Okay. I think he's capable. Right. And I I think so. When I see kids flying alone, they're so like, they take such good care of them. 
They do. They really do. And like, if he can read, I mean, there are signs everywhere, you know, generally Mm -hmm. if he's a, you know, I feel, I feel very confident. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm sure he'll be great. (laughs) These days, if you're sending the kid by themselves to fly, can you walk them all the way to the gate? Yeah. Yeah. They have the gate and pick them up. Uh huh. Well, you couldn't. Yeah. But whoever Uh, is. Yeah. Like whoever their like little airport buddy is, I think they still, they assign those. I don't really know how every airline works, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they have like the buddy system or something like that. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I'll let you know if I put my kid on an airplane by himself. Yes. You'll have to keep me updated. (laughs) Okay. But you flew a lot, but when is the first time that you went by yourself to fly and to, and you stayed someplace to serve? Um, that would probably be when I, uh, well, probably when I was like in high school is when I went on my first trip, like without my parents. Uh Um, but they were also the youth group directors at our church. And so I always went on all of the youth group missions trips with them, um, internationally. So the first time I went by myself was probably in high school. Um, and I went to Guatemala and Mexico pretty often. Okay. And so... Talk to me about how, cause I want whatever your parents did, I want to do. <laughs> it sounds like that your parents were very mission minded, um, mm-hmm. very like, uh, for the world minded, very interested mm-hmm. in their kids, seeing places other than, um, America, very interested in you, like serving, um, the marginalized. And how did your parents instill that in you? teach us Meredith, because we all want to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And honestly, I don't really, I don't have a good answer for this. Um, people ask me honestly a lot. Um, but I would say one of the biggest things they did for me is to teach me how to be confident and how to be independent. Um, my mom, I mean, both my parents, but my mom especially never held my hand. I mean, never, she was just very dogmatic of like, no, we're going to figure out how to live in this world. And I'm here to support you and cheer you on, but this is your life and you're going to figure out how to do it and what to do. And, um, you can do anything that you set your mind to do. So let's figure out how to do it. Um, and I think that really instilled a lot of like personal passion in me and some of my siblings. (laughs) And so it like, we knew that we could set our minds to do something and that we could do it. But they also were great at bringing a lot of different cultures into our home. We always hosted international students. We always traveled. We always did things that were very, and like my brothers came home when I was six years old and nine years old. So it was always younger than you or older than you. They're younger. I'm the oldest of six kids. Um, Yeah. So it was just something that was always a part of our family dynamic. Missions was always discussed, always something that we were involved in. Um, And so I think we just really did grow up with that as our norm mentality setting, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah, So you're not even saying like, oh, my parents did this, this, and this. It's just the way that we lived. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You know, I was really... um, convicted about that a couple of years ago. This is going to sound kind of funny, but it is, it really was convicting to me. Like I, this sounds so dumb and I sound so <laughs> shallow when I say this, but just bear with me people. I have always wanted one of my kids to play college sports. I know that sounds so dumb, but like, I, remember, I mean, that's kind of awesome. I know. Right. It's so fun. It's and awesome. I, and I remember a couple of years ago, it must've, it might've been when Aaron and I first moved to Austin, a player for the university of Texas gave us his parents tickets so we went to the stadium right. and we got to go like back where all the parents hang out. And then we sat That's in the parents awesome. section. I mean, I was literally like, this is what I want my life to be. I need yeah. to have Yeah. Oh, I mean, kid. how could you not? Yes. I want a kid on the football player. I want the button with their picture on it. You know, mm-hmm. I want it on the back of my shirt to be like, I'm Deacon's mom or whatever. Yes, you and do. And so I've always yes, been like... I've actually even prayed to God, and that's kind of embarrassing, that one of the kids <laughs> would play college sports. I love sports. Oh, listen. I love college yeah. sports. Okay? But all that to say, a couple of years ago, um, I don't know what happened. I don't even know if I was anywhere other than the Holy Spirit just really, really convicted me of how often I really do think about and desire for one of my kids to play college sports, but I have yet to ever 
desire or pray or want one of my kids to come to me and be like, Hey mom, actually I'm going to be a, I'm going to go serve or I'm going to be a missionary or I'm going to go work for this nonprofit in this country. That's not very safe, you know? And so I was really convicted and it sounds funny. I mean, it is funny. I still would love for my kids (laughs) to play college sports, but it just made me, it just made me think as a mom, like I want to be, I want to set my kids up to want to serve God and whatever they're doing, even if they are a football player, whatever. Right. I want to set them up that maybe they do want to go like pour their life out for, you know, the people in Iran, you know, and Mm -hmm. that kind of sounds scary, but you know what? Okay. So I love that. So I am, God is working on my heart as a mom, you know, to, to want my kids to do more than just what the world says is good. And so, right. I love, I love talking to you and, and just like thinking about like the things that your mom did and how she set you up for that success, you know? And so, and every kid is different in every yeah. family. I mean, we're not going to sit here Definitely. and say that all of your siblings are going to do this and whatever. Right. right. But I love it so much. Yeah. Well, she's pretty amazing. So she sounds you know, pretty amazing. I want to be like She's pretty great. Yes. <laughs> um, she is pretty great. Okay. So, I mean, that, that my other question I was going to ask you is your parents weren't ever shocked then when you're like, Hey, I'm actually going to work overseas. No. I mean, I think they always expected it. Mm -hmm. I will say they were less than thrilled when I said I was moving to the middle East. Um, (laughs) that was not really like a jump up and down for joy moment for them. (laughs) Um, so now they're like, wow, you're in China. That's great. Like China is awesome. (laughs) Um, so people ask me all the time, like, how are your parents okay with you living overseas? And I say, go to the worst place possible first. first. Yes. And then anywhere you want to go in the world is fair game. You know, you just get it out of the way. You always tell Uh, your parents the worst. So then whatever you bring to them is not exactly. I get (laughs) it. It's a perfect plan. Yes. Yeah. So no, they were not really, they always kind of knew that this was where my heart was, that this is where I was probably going to end up someday. So I think they expected it. Um, so right now you're flying to India tonight, right? Yes. How long is that flight from where you are? Um, well I have to go to Malaysia first and then switch flights. So it's like a six hour flight and then a five hour flight. Okay. You're going to be flying a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) I, I told you I just flew in from Uganda. Yes. And we left, we left um, Kampala at 1am and the whole way there, I was complaining, like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Who does a flight at 1am? This is stupid. I I wasn't complaining out loud because you know, I was on a mission trip and you have to keep your complaints to your heart. Right. Right. In my heart, I was like, this is dumb. Who made these tickets? Blah, blah, blah. And then it was the best flight of my entire life because I slept the entire time. Like flying at 1am is the best for me. It was, I just went straight to sleep. My flight leaves at 1.30 a.m., so See? this is great. This I is great news. I didn't stay up for the meal. I didn't stay up for the wine. I was out. What? I know. Okay. Well, I'm feeling much more positive about this little adventure now, I'm so thank you. Because <laughs> 1 a.m. Thank flights you for that. are awesome. Yeah. Especially party. if you're really, really tired. Take it. You know, like. Okay. Yeah. So That's that was idea. it for me. Yeah. Um, okay. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Okay, Meredith, I want to hear about, I just read about this just a couple days about you, about you mentioned that you actually took care of your youngest sister. And so, I mean, that is just amazing. We have a not as cool, not as intense kind of God story about our daughter as well. Like we prayed for her being born. We prayed for this woman that was having a baby before we knew it was going to be our daughter. And so those kind of things are just, they're precious. They're amazing. It's it's God. It is. It's God letting you be a part of something before you even know that you're going to get the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And so tell us about this, like how you took care of her. And then I want to hear everything like, you saw her picture, all of that. So tell us that story um, about your parents adopting your little sister. Yeah. Okay. So this is the story of Brooke. And I showed up. This is the summer after my sophomore year in college. Okay, so um, and so like I showed 20? up. Yeah. I'm like na- 19. 19 or 20, okay, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, so I showed up at New Day Foster Home and they had assigned me to two um, two children to take care of. So I was doing a lot with like learning management systems for nonprofits and that kind of stuff. But then along with that, I got to play with the kids, which was like best thing ever. Uh Um, and so they paired me up with Brooke and then one other little boy. And so every day for about an hour, I would take Brooke into this or her Chinese name is Taiwei. And so I would take Taiwei into this little like offshoot of a room and do like one-on-one therapy with her, trying to get her like fine motor skills and track her progress throughout the summer. And she hated me like for the first, probably for the first month, she screamed at the sight of me. I mean, it was bad. And so I'm probably the most competitive person I know. And so it almost became this like contest of like, like, you're going to like, can, yeah. I'm like, this kid is going to love me. Um, she, it wasn't just me. She like really didn't like anyone. So she had a really rough upbringing. She was abandoned at a year old, um, because of her heart condition. Um, and so her birth parents left her outside a hospital. Um, they had been told that there was no hope for her heart. She was really blue, um, really sick. And so that's why I'm so so passionate about family preservation because like that's Brooke's story. Like she should have been able to stay with her family. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, she went a year old, lost her family, came, went and had her first open heart surgery. And in hospitals in China, no one can be with the kids in ICU. And so she was all alone in ICU after this massive open heart surgery. And then I come into the scene about two months later. Mm -hmm. And so she has just been through the ringer doesn't trust anyone, doesn't know how to trust. Um, and somehow about halfway through our time together in the summer, something flipped and she just became my baby. I mean, there's no other way to describe it except that God literally worked in her heart and worked in my heart. And I mean, it was the talk of the entire foster home was that like Meredith and Brooke, are this pair. Like they had me write a blog post about how she blossomed under like with our sessions together. And, um, it just was this incredibly beautiful thing to see how, how God like opened her heart to me and how he brought her into my life. And I was so scared to love this little girl who was so sick and so like, didn't love me at first, you know, just, it's, it's just such a weird tension to be in. Um, but we, I mean, saying goodbye to her at the end of the summer was the worst thing I have ever done in my entire life. I mean, I am not a crier and I sobbed, like just sobbed. Um, were you and sad, I wrote in, um, about 
leaving their relationship or about what you didn't know the unknowns of where, what would happen with her? I think it was both. I think it was, I was really, really sad to be leaving her. I was, I felt awful, um, that I had grown this bond with her. And then I was just another person walking out of her life. Um, that devastated me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually on the plane ride home wrote a letter to her, um, or to like her adoptive family and wanted to send it someday to just say, like, you have no idea what your little girl has taught me. Like, I love her with my whole entire heart, blah, blah, blah. That letter is now framed in my parents' bedroom, which is just oh my gosh. crazy. I mean, it's Chills just crazy. On my whole body right now, Meredith. Oh my it's gosh. It's really amazing. Um, because in China, you're actually not allowed to like pre-select your child. Mm-hmm. It's technically like illegal. So we just, you know, it's fine. Um, but anyway, I got home about three weeks later, I was in this food court at Samford telling a friend all about Brooke, like pulling out my computer to show her a picture. And while I was sitting there, I got one unread email in my inbox and I'm like having a coffee date with someone who checks and opens an email while they're sitting, having coffee with someone. Like who does that? That is the rudest thing ever, but I did. Um, and so I got this email from rainbow kids. Have you heard of rainbow kids? Oh, any adoptive mother knows what rainbow kids is. Yes. It's a, well, tell everybody what it is. Yeah. So it's basically this big advocacy, like photo, photo site Uh where they list all of these kids who usually have more severe needs, I would say, who Uh are waiting for families. They list their profiles and what adoption agencies there's there with. You could probably Um, call it like special needs adoption, which special needs could mean a vast array of stuff with um, adoption. It doesn't just mean um, what you think of when you think of a child that has special needs, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree. That's a great special circumstances. Maybe we should say that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. So you um, get an email on a, on a coffee date and you're the rude friend that opens it. So I'm the rude friend. And it's like, somehow I created this profile cause I was weird, crazy adoption child who uh-huh. was like, mom, here, look at this baby, mom, look at this baby. Um, and so I get an email saying that a little girl named Caroline had been added to the list. And so while I'm talking to this girl, I'm opening this profile of some random child named Caroline, like which who even is there's this nothing that would like make you think this is anything you need to look at right now. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Like a child named Caroline. Right. I click on it. It's loading. I'm in the middle of saying like, this little girl named Brooke changed my life. And then this picture loads and it's a picture of me holding her. The description underneath is what I wrote a week before leaving China with all of her like, Oh my gosh, I gross motor skills. Again. I mean, everything. And Were I'm you in staring the picture at or it. Just like your, your arms or something. Oh no, no, no. I'm in it. It's like me holding her and oh the two of us, like smiling, you know, and it's on this, it's from a random list serve email, like shoot off, you know, Uh saying like this child matches your profile. And I'm sitting there staring at my picture, looking at this description that I wrote. And it is like, I lost all function of my body. And I just start like blabbing. I don't, my friend is like, what is wrong with you? Like what's happening right now? And I'm just like, you don't, I just, I don't know what to do. (gasps) And so I get on the phone and call China like China. I called the director, just called I, called China. China. <laughs> yeah. I called the director of her orphanage and I was like, Brooke's file is on rainbow kids. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And she's like, Meredith, you need to call your parents. Like, why are you talking to me? And I was like, that's right. Okay. Yes. Parents. Okay. This but is stop it. right here. Had your parents ever thought about adopting again? Um, this is, this goes into a lot. So, um, the answer to that is no. Okay. But then the night before I got this, I, we saw this thing on rainbow kids. I emailed my dad a picture of Brooke and he responded with, tell them we want her. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Was he joking? Like, "Ah." Oh no, 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 no. He was so serious. And so I said, ha ha ha. You can't do that. Like, that's not how China works, how this happens. And he goes, okay, well, we're going to call an adoption agency and just start a home study. So we're ready. If God ever brings another child into our path. Oh my God. And the very next day, like here is Brooks file. I'm freaking out. I call my parents. Um, well, I call my dad because I knew my mom would say no. So I called my dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I called my dad and he just said, what do we need to do to bring her home? 
Um, and so that kind of started a huge long process to bring her home, but she was home about five months after we started the very first piece of paperwork. So it like, how old was she? She was two and a half. Okay. My daughter came home at 22 months. So a little bit before that. And my son was four and a half. Did she remember okay. you at two and a half? Thank oh God. yeah. She did. Okay. Yeah, she did. And I went over to visit her a couple times during that process. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Oh gosh, and it was actually, it was story. really neat. Yeah. It was just, it was special. And I was the one to give her to my parents on their gotcha day or whatever you want to call it. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so that was really it was just really special to see it all come full circle and how, um, I mean, she's just brought so much joy to our family and, um, God is clearly using her in some huge way that we haven't, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That was really long. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think you wrote that all out. Didn't you on your blog? I did. Okay. I'll I link did, to did. it in the show notes. If you go to jamieivy.com, you can, I'll put the show notes and link to that. Um, okay. Hey, Meredith, what's your Twitter name real quick? It is the same as my Skype, Mayor Turing. Okay. It's and Mary. Mm-hmm. And then Turing spelled like toe ring. Toe so, ring. Yeah, I just special. saw that in your name. Mm-hmm. I've it's been wondering really how great. to say your last name for a long time. And yeah. it's spelled like toe ring. Yeah, it is. When I was 12, I bet you've never heard that before. Oh no, no, no. Listen, my parents love this. They made us take a picture at the custom made toe ring booth at the fair and sent it out as our Christmas card for three years in a row. And it was potentially the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. And so now I still cringe every time someone says like Meredith toe ring. Um, okay. Well, just, if it makes you feel any better. I've been looking at your last name for a long time now and I have meant to ask you how to say it. So I never even saw toe ring. Okay. That's so encouraged. That really is just great. That's your I'm encouragement so, for the day. Yes. That's perfect. Say it again. I love how that. you really say it for one more time. Turing. Turing. Meredith Turing. Like, mm-hmm. tour, like I'm, I'm touring. Kind of like you're touring. Like, yeah, that's the, probably the best description yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if anyone has any questions about your story, they can send you a message on Twitter. They can. Um, it's M E R E toe ring. Sorry, but that just makes it easier. <laughs> no, it really is. That's how I now. It's my That's how you call. say it. Oh. Yep. Okay. So now you're in China, rocking life, international director. Um, do y'all take interns and stuff where you are? So I get that question a lot. Uh-huh. Um, we currently haven't because okay. we keep a two to one nanny to baby ratio, which stop and right so, there. That is amazing. Yeah. It's, I have the best nannies on the face of the planet. And like that's unheard of. Yeah. They're incredible. They rock face to just, I mean, they are amazing. Okay. Now they're I, just I know I haven't let you finish your thought yet, but I, I need to ask you this. The, yeah. the home where your babies are, are mm-hmm. these children up for adoption? They are. Well, they will be. So a lot of them aren't paper ready yet, but they will be at some point. But these children have been abandoned and are in need of parents is my question, basically. Yes. Okay. Yes. They all, we have no idea who their birth parents are. So. And the fact that they, as an adoptive mom, as a fact that those kids have that good of care, you have no idea what that does for a kid once they get, I mean, you have an idea, but if yeah. you're listening, you have no idea what that does for a kid to transition into a home. Yeah, I mean, it it's is, huge. It's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. When a kid actually, leaves yeah. a foster a home that they're in, like when a, a, a kid leaves your home in China and they are devastated because they're leaving their caregiver, that is like the best sign. It's in the such world. a good thing. It's the yeah. best thing. Yes. Yeah. So literally this morning, I handed one of my babies to her new forever family. Oh. And I mean, it was the most heartbreaking thing. Cause she was devastated. Obviously oh I was devastated because she's like my baby <laughs> and it's the hardest thing. It's so weird being on this side of adoption now because I'm loving these kids and then have to give them away. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm so thrilled. Like I'm so thrilled for them and for her. Um, but it, it is such a good sign that she is so attached. I mean, she loves her nanny and mm-hmm. she loves me and she loves, um, she's been in such a good environment and it really is, um, it's such a blessing to know that these kids are being loved so well, um, because they do, they just attach so much better. And that is, that can, that can make or break a kid as a transition. It can. So it can. That's amazing. Okay. I interrupted you. Interns, y'all don't take them. 
We, that has not been a program. So I just got here about six months ago. And so that was not a program that was started. Um, it's not something that has been in process. I think it would be something that I would like to consider maybe at some point, but I also know that people's time is valuable and I would feel bad bringing people over to not do worthwhile work, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of and money are valuable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm also just really careful with my babies and I really want them to, we do welcome people to come visit, but I am careful with how open I let people be with my kids and how much care Uh I let them have. So I really try to keep it just my nannies doing the feedings, doing bedtimes, bath times, any kind of comfort. So is the place where you're working right now, the same place that Brooke was? No, that has been a little bit of a funny transition. Um, so they were kind of new day is where Brooke was. And then I'm at Morningstar now. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and they're here in the same city and they're kind of like, what, you went to, <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? Oh, so, okay. But same type I love of situation. Them both. Okay. Yeah. Love them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The place where Brooke was, was that just children with heart, um, defects? No. So New Day, where Brooke was, they have a whole bunch of special needs. Um, So kind of, they really take anything, whereas we just take hearts. Oh, I got it. So mine are just heart babies. Okay. Awesome. So I know I'm going to have to ask this question because someone's listening, wondering this. If someone is like, oh my gosh, I want to adopt a child from Morningstar. Is that possible? Um, So... Yes, but it's really complicated. So okay. with China, you can't necessarily choose mm-hmm. the child that you're specific to adopt, uh, that you like are wanting specifically. There are ways to like try to find files. Um, so you kind of have to go into it with your hands wide open, knowing that like if God has is wanting to place this child with your family, uh-huh. he will make it possible. Um, so I would love to talk about that with anyone. I would love to talk about like choosing to adopt. Cause all of my kids are very, very critical. Yeah. Um, they're kind of the most severe of the most severe. Yeah. Um, so I would love to talk about what that looks like bringing a child with that kind of need into a family. So yeah, definitely right. feel free to email or awesome. anything like that. I'll put your email address in the show notes as well. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you won a trip last year with noonday and IJM. Yes, I did. That was called the Style for Justice trip. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And I actually, okay, so I met you just a couple months ago for like mm-hmm. a brief minute. I mean. I mean, it was the quickest. It was the quickest. I wish that I yeah. would have sat down at your end of the table and we could have chatted. I mean, I, I'm perfectly happy where I sat. That sounded good. <laughs> but I would have loved to have gotten to know right. you. But I met you at the If Gathering and mm-hmm. I came to a, a dinner, not a dinner. We were just out at a restaurant. Where were we? I honestly cannot even tell you because you don't live. There. I was it's Guerros. We were down oh. on South Congress. Anyhow, yes. I came down there because my friend Jessica Honiger uh, was like, "Yeah, hey, we're here." And so, anyhow, she was at coming table, to visit me. That's by the what way. I just heard. I was chatting yeah. with her last night, and she told me all about this. So, yes, she's it's exciting. At the end of May, right? Uh huh. Super yep. exciting. Um, speaking of someone who takes their kids around the world, I mean. Yeah, I think Amelie's coming with her again. Isn't she, she is. Yeah, she is. She is. That's She's awesome. doing it. Um, anyhow, so I met you at that dinner that night with a bunch of other people who were also on this software justice trip, and yes. basically last summer, Jessica Noonday and IJM teamed up and created this trip where they would go to Uganda. Correct. Rwanda. Rwanda. Okay. So y'all went to Rwanda and met with all the noonday stuff and to bring awareness to IJM and to what noonday is doing. And speaking of IJM this weekend, I'm heading up to DC for the IJM prayer conference. Are you really? Yes. I'm so jealous. And so I am super excited. Wow. That, will you please send me pictures? I mean, I know that's weird because you don't really know me, but I would love to like be updated. Okay. I would love that. Yes. Oh, so I interned for IJM. Oh, I didn't so know that. I love them. Love them. Yeah. Okay. So my, my knowledge of IJM is so small. I mean, I first, I've been hearing about them from Jessica for a while because she's been a fan mm-hmm. forever. Um, yes. and then last year when y'all did that trip was 
furthered my knowledge. And then we have some friends, um, Travis and Katie, who he's a lawyer and he almost went and worked for them. So I hear about them from them. So all these things keep coming about AJM. And then I guess I heard about this prayer conference, which I've heard is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so we signed up together. There's three couples from our church. Isn't that fun? That's so fun. I mean, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. I'm excited about several things. Number one, the conference. I mean, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see more about IGM. I'm excited about being in a hotel room alone with my husband and no children. Yes. Because that's a win. That's a win. And oh, then yep. I'm excited about going okay. to DC. I haven't been there since I was in like seventh grade. Oh my goodness. You're going to love it. So you're absolutely going to love it. Super, super. It's one excited. of my favorite places. Yeah. So fun. Um, okay. So you, so what they did last year for this trip was they just put it out there for, they were taking certain people, but they put it out there. They're going to let someone win a trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember Jessica told me about this and we talked about it before. And, and I was like, I want to apply, you know, like I want to go. <laughs> um, yeah. But I didn't, but hundreds of people did apply. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did you have to do? Because you won. I did. What, how did I you did. pull this off? Listen, this was one of the most awful experiences of my life. Why? Because that, you're having to like beg I mean, people for votes? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh-huh. it is, I mean, I am so glad and it is so worth it. And I would not trade that experience for the world, but the process of getting to it was so far outside of my comfort zone. Oh. Um, because you are, it is just kind of flat out begging a little bit. Um, and I totally understand how they did it and why they did it. And honestly, that was like the fair, like the fairest way uh to do it, I guess. Um, and so I totally understand, but it just is such an uncomfortable, because then you just feel like you're the awkward person on social media. That's like, vote for me. Cause I'm awesome. And it's all you talk about. And it's all you talk about and you just feel terrible and you Mm -hmm. feel like you're beating the dead horse over and over and over again. But, and then here's um, what also makes it difficult because I had to do this once before. This is a crazy story, but I won a like I won a job here in Austin. It's, it's weird, but I did won, you really? Yeah. I, I, I had to do the exact same thing. I had to make a demo for, to be an wow. on-air radio personality person for a morning show. So I had to make a demo. Wow. I've never done this in my entire life. And then I had to do right. just what you had to do. I had to beg for votes and it okay. got like a little awkward, but here's where it would have been challenging. Luckily for me and you, we both won, but the challenge right. would have been all of this begging and then not winning. And that would have been not. so hard for me. Right. It was hard on us, whatever, but Right. Exactly. I know. And it's such the other, the other hard thing is that like everyone else I was reading for hours, like all of these other bios of these incredible women who were wanting to go on this trip. And I was just like, well, who am I? Right. You know, like like everyone should go. Everyone should go. Like literally everyone in this little, everyone in this pool should be able to go because you are all incredible humans. Um, so that was really hard and and thinking, Oh my gosh, how do you pick? Like this is right. I know amazing women who want to do this. Yeah. Seriously. But anyhow, you won. I won. So I don't, I honestly cannot tell you how I pulled it off. Like there, it was really, that was, I mean, as uncomfortable as it was, it also was really incredibly humbling and almost beautiful in a weird, like non cheesy sense of the word Uh to see how many people were rallying behind this and pushing it from like all these weird random communities that I didn't even remember that I had. And, you know, just like people who are like, no, I believe in you. And I think that this would be something that you would be really good at. And let's send you like, let's make this happen. How did you find out that you won? Um, so I don't know how much you know about the process, but they had like the top seven and then it went to the top three that they picked that the people Uh going. Um, and so that honestly was the most terrifying to me because we had to submit like a 90 second video, basically introducing ourselves to these incredible women. Um, and then they voted or I don't know exactly how their process worked. Um, and so I was just like, Oh my goodness, I'm submitting this video and no idea. They don't know who I am. So I really have to just like tell them who I am with this 90 second video. Cool. Okay. Uh, And 90 seconds is nothing. 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 Literally nothing. I know. You can barely have enough time to explain how to say your name, Meredith. I mean, in 90 seconds, right? right? I I think so. 
I think so. So, so anyway, let's also do this. Like this fun. is an amazing trip. Not only are you going to Rwanda with Noonday, which is an amazing company and freaking yeah. IJM. I mean, hello. Yeah. But there's also incredible women already on this trip. Tell everyone mm-hmm. who are some of the women that were on this trip. Just the best people in the right. world. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so Jenny Allen and Jen Hatmaker. I don't know, you and might have heard of those two. You right? maybe. I maybe. mean, I don't know. Okay. Um, Jessica, obviously. Uh-huh. Jessica Honiger, the founder. Um, Wynn Elder and Paige Knudsen and um, Emily Lex and Rachel Myers. Uh-huh. And I feel like I'm forgetting someone, but there was... How was Melissa Russell on that trip from IJM? Melissa Russell came uh-huh. and I, so she was actually my boss, which was crazy because okay. she had no idea that I had applied for this, that I was the winner until like two weeks later. And she got this email and was like, and we're also having this girl named Meredith join us. And she was like, what? That Meredith? Amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, I Meredith? met her for the first time, I guess I, I was the MC for the noonday conference in January, which like the oh, best gig yeah. I've ever had in my entire life. Yes. Yes, um, yes. Yes. I love emceeing events, but hello for noonday. It was so fun. But anyhow, I met Melissa there and I was like, I'm her biggest fan. She was yeah, so she's a game changer. Amazing. Yes. She is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot she's of so these wonderful. girls have either been on my podcast or they're scheduled to come on soon. So that's amazing. How fun. I know. That's awesome. I know. Okay. So what'd y'all do when you were there? so many things. Um, we designed bags. Well, I designed a clutch, a fierce clutch with Jen Hatmaker. Um, and our amazing team, Charlotte was our, um, Rwandan designer and she was just sewing master extraordinaire, which is awesome because both Jen and I were terrible. No offense, Jen, if you listen to this, but, um, like we were so bad. Like they were having me iron on interfacing, like literally ironing it on. And they told me to stop because I was that bad. You're ruining it, Meredith. Yeah. They were like, just stop, just (laughs) stop. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, Uh, you know what? It's funny. I have a sewing machine. My mom got me one for my 30th birthday, but she was just here this weekend. And I spent, I sent four pants back with her that need buttons. Buttons, Meredith. Did you, seriously? I do not know how to sew on a button. And you know what? I'm it's not okay. ashamed of it either. I don't no. care. Like people nope. can make fun of me. I don't care. My mom does it willingly, happily. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I don't know how. And she's good at it. And I don't need that so. knowledge in my brain. So there we go. Right. So if your mom is good at it, I feel like you should probably not take that away from her. It's because, you know, it's just, it's a blessing. It's how she loves you. So, so I feel true. like it's, Yeah. Why, why should you learn? Exactly. So you're sewing in Rwanda, making bags, mm-hmm. which the bag that you and Jen made, you can buy now, can't you? You can. Oh, I'll you put can, a link you can. to so, that too. Oh yeah. You can basically add designer to my resume because <laughs> I'm claiming that. I'm claiming I that for everyone always. <laughs> so, you know, you can't take that away from me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was really, really neat because we spent about three days just really getting to know these ladies, um, getting to hear their stories and kind of doing it on a non intense level. Um, because a lot of these women have come from very, very hard places. Um, and so kind of just getting to laugh with them and relate to them in their environment in their home in their work and like, see this empowering, incredible thing that they are doing with noonday and with, their community and their co-op that they have built from the ground up, essentially. I mean, it was just mind blowing. It was just mind blowing. Um, so that was really, really fun to just kind of get to know them. Um, and then we also did some stuff with IJM on the other side. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It was all, it was just great. What is that book that the, um, president of IJM has out? Um, well, he has several, the locust effect, the locust effect. is the most recent one. Have you yeah, read it? I have. So I was actually interning at IJM when we were, it was getting ready to launch. Okay. Um, so we actually did a lot of fun work kind of behind the scenes to get ready for it. So it's a great book. I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to anyone. It's been on my to read list for a while now and I need to just go buy it mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's a book great. I want to buy. I would definitely agree with that. You know, there's buy books and there's like checkout books and library books. And so right. that would be a buy book. 
Yep, for definitely. Sure. For sure. percent Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today okay what are you reading right now um so i'm a huge reader oh i love huge massive reader um i'm currently rereading the hobbit because i love it i just love it i've had this conversation with several people on here i do not fully understand why people reread books i I know you know i know i'm just saying with the vast amount of literature in the world rereading is a difficult thing for me to understand, but so many people do it. So I hear you. Right. Right. So here is my, I honestly would 95% of the time agree with you. Here is my other 5% clause is that I live in China. Uh (laughs) And so it is very difficult for me to either a have the internet work to get the books to download Uh or B, actually have a hard copy of a book. Yeah. And so The Hobbit is one of the ones that I brought over as a hard copy. And so it's what I'm bringing on my plane to India. You win. You win. So I feel like that you can just say, like, this is your, like, hashtag for everything. I live in China. Like. But really. But really. But really. (laughs) I've been home from Uganda for, like, three weeks. And anytime something happens that, like, I, I drop the ball on or something, I'll be like. Yeah, I was in Uganda. Sorry. See, it counts. No, yeah. you make that work for as long as you can. I don't know you how just much hold on to that. I can say that, but I just keep going, ah, Uganda. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Yep. But no, you got that working for fine. you. You're just like, I live in China. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Right. I know. Okay, so I get it. But okay, what else? Are you reading anything else? Or do you, what have you read recently that you loved? I just finished The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, which is an older book. Yeah, but I haven't uh, it, read it. Is he also the David and Goliath author? Yes. I've and I either loved one of those. It. Okay. I loved it. I didn't read David and Goliath, but I listened to it on okay, audiobook. That counts. that counts. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I love them both. I think I like The Tipping Point more because I kind of related to it a little bit. And so I really, really, really loved it. Um, but I have so many books on my want to read list that I just, I can't even, I don't even know, I know. where to begin or where to start. <laughs> I am, I am like you too. I keep my little Goodreads account going with, I just, whenever I hear about a yes. book, I just add it there. So yep. I know, and I just, and then I like, if it's a checkout book from the library, you know, I'll put it on hold or whatever, because I, okay. want, you know, I'm flying to Washington this weekend. Like I told you and yeah. on flights, I'm like you though. Yeah. How you're picking the Hobbit. I need like a story. I need like something right. to keep me in it. Um, right. not something that I have to underline and think about if that makes right. sense. Because you're already on an airplane and otherwise you just despair you. at the length yes. of the plane. Yes. Yep, so I you know. just need something oh, that I can know. get you through that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm reading right now, Everyday Grace. It's by Jessica Thompson. Okay. And it's, I don't know if you're familiar with Jessica Thompson. She writes some parenting books, so you might not be familiar with her. Um, okay. but she, this is her newest book coming out and she's actually coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. She's been on here before, oh, cool. but it's about like really is it's called Everyday Grace. And that's what it's about. Uh, just showing grace to people in all different areas of your life. And so it's not a parenting book. Wow. It's an everybody book. And it is really, yeah. really good. I think it comes out sometime the end of this month, maybe. Um, okay. Great book. Well, I will have I to check it recommend. out. Everyday Grace. Um, okay. And the tagline is infusing all your relationships with the love of Jesus. So that's what I'm that's trying great. to do is infuse all my relationship with the love of Jesus. And I'll tell you, it is hard. Yes, it is. I said, I looked at a girlfriend the other day and I was like, this like trying to be like Jesus stuff. This is really hard. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was yeah. crazy, and I was like, "This yeah. is really, really hard." <laughs> and let's just real talk. Yes, oh, so hard, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, but so yeah. worth it. So worth it. But, yeah. Um, okay, you're going to India. Any other trips planned for you in the future? Um, I have to go to Hong Kong at the end of the month for a conference. Okay. Um, but that's not. I mean, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. From, from Beijing. So it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. 
Um, I'm really hoping to get back to the States in the summer for a, a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see kind of how it all shakes out. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really on the radar as of now, but things change. So I love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> um, okay. Meredith, I love everything about your life. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I wish that when I had dinner with you that I would have hop scooted down to your end of the table and we could have chatted more. Um, but this was fabulous. And so this was so fun. I love what you're doing. So, so and I'll tell you an encouragement that is for me just as a parent is something I do want for my kids. And I see that listening to your stories that your parents instilled this in you. And, and this was something that you enjoyed and did is I want my kids, um, to leave this country. Um, mm-hmm. I want them to do internships that matter. Um, mm-hmm. I want them to get summer jobs that make a difference with something that they're interested in. You know, like, yeah, I, I did not find, and I didn't, well, I wasn't following Jesus when I was in high school until, until I was like 21. Um, right. I mean, I knew of him. I grew up in church, whatever, but mm-hmm. I <laughs> didn't really find a value in jobs that made a difference in the world or jobs that could, mm-hmm. um, affect my future, whatever the career might be. And so it sounds like I love your internships that you've said, mentioned a couple of things that you've done. I'm just like, that is so wonderful. And so I just encourage, especially if there are college kids listening to this for the love, get a summer job that matters. Yeah. You know? Oh my so, god. And there are so many cool opportunities. I mean, yes. it's, it's hard to choose. Like there are so many incredible organizations doing such amazing things. And like, we get to the chance to be a part of it. Right. You know, I mean, you get the rest it, of your life. It's amazing. Work. So let's do yeah. some things. Yeah. I, I, it's so wonderful. Yeah. And if you're yeah. a parent listening and you have kids that are getting up into these teenage years, like that's something that I want to do. I want to help my kids find these opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. I want to help them. I want to steer them in these ways. So Definitely. Anyhow, I'm, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is seven. So right now I just feel like they're little selfish brats that only care about themselves. <laughs> but we might have had well, that come to Jesus talk this morning know. around the breakfast table. I'm just saying. Uh, but, okay. You know. Yeah. But they're young. It happens. Yeah. Oh I was gosh. there. We all were I there. I still sit there some days. Let's just be honest. You know, that yeah. falls under this following Jesus thing is hard. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and amen. I get it. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This was so fun. And I'm going to put every link you mentioned. I'll put your email. I put any way someone can get in contact with you on my show notes, show okay. notes, on my show notes, <laughs> jamieivy.com. And if someone is listening and they want to send you a, a, just a simple tweet real quick, they can too. It's M-E-R-E toe ring. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. And that sounds funny, but that's the easiest way to say it. It's the best way. It's the best way. Just embrace it. Embrace it. Okay, Meredith, Mm -hmm. you were fabulous. I actually, yes, last night, I'll just tell you this. I texted Jessica and I was like, hey, I'm talking with Meredith tomorrow. Anything I should know about her or like anything you think we should talk about? And she said this. She said she has awesome stories. So just let her talk. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so I agree. (laughs) Jessica was right. I I think we can talk again and listen to all your stories. So it's fabulous. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. This yeah. was so fun. Oh, I and everyone should for sure follow you on Instagram because oh, you goodness. post really cool <laughs> pictures. No, you post great <gasps> pictures of your babies and stuff. Oh, thank you. I mean, they're, it's hard to take a bad picture of them. So. No, but it's really, it gives you this small glimpse into your life. And so it's wonderful. It, it is. It's a fun little, it's a fun little peek. And it's fun for me to know that people know my babies because there is this isolating sense of like, I live in a different country than all my friends and it's fun to be able to share via social media kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Social media opens up so many doors for people. It absolutely does. Alongside people with what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Meredith, have fun in India. Thank you. Enjoy your late night flight and the Hobbit. And so, Oh yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Thanks for joining me on the happy hour. Okay, guys, wasn't Meredith awesome? I feel like I say that at the end of every single show. Wasn't that person awesome? But let's just be real. Every single person that comes on this show is so amazing in their own way, and I love sharing them with you. It's so fun. So I hope that hour was happy for you. It was such a joy for me to chat with her. I literally got off the phone and thought, I could have chatted with Meredith for like two or three more hours. She just sounds like that person that you could sit down with at the table, have coffee with, and look up, and three hours went by. Anyhow, love Meredith. Anything we talked about, you can find over on the show notes on my website, jamieiv.com. 
If you want to get in touch with Meredith about anything, all of her information is over there as well. Guys, thanks for listening. Okay, I have a giveaway. I did not even know I had anything to give away, and y'all know I love to give stuff away. It's just the best to be able to give away stuff to people. Don't you love getting mail, and don't you love winning stuff? So I love it when I get to do that. Anyhow, I was texting with my girlfriend that works at Noonday and trying to find the bag that Meredith and Jen designed that we talked about because I wanted to link it to you guys so that you guys could go buy it because it's super cute. And she said they don't sell it anymore. So I was like, what? We already talked about this and everything. What do I do? And she's like, but I have a couple I can give away. So I have two bags to give away. How awesome is that? All you need to do is go to jamieivy.com and leave a comment. It is super easy. While you're there, I would really love it if you signed up for my newsletter. It's on the sidebar as well. Because when you sign up in the month of April and May, I have a sweet gift that someone's going to win. I can't tell you yet because I'm not 100% sure how it's going to go down. But I'm just saying you're not going to want to mess out on this. I have two Noonday collection bags that Jen Hatmaker and Meredith Turing designed last summer in Rwanda, along with the women that work there, and I cannot wait to give them away to some of you, to one of you guys. Two of you guys, actually. Go to jamieivy.com and leave a comment on this blog post, and you will be entered. I'll pick a winner after next week. It'll run a week long. So, guys, you're awesome. I hope you have a great week. I hope your weekend is amazing. I'll be in Washington, D.C., at the IJM Prayer Conference, which I am so excited about. Let me know what you're doing. Find me on Twitter, at Jamie underscore Ivy. Let's chat. Or find me on Instagram, Jamie Ivy. Guys, have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the happy hour. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.